0: Hello, and welcome to The Weekend Starts on Wednesday. Welcome back to another episode of The Weekend Starts on Wednesday. My name is Patrick Arias, and it is my pleasure to be your tour guide as we break down and discuss this weekend's hot picks and bold predictions. We are dedicated to covering all the best sporting events taking place from Wednesday to Sunday, and this weekend is no different. Tonight I am joined by my three co-hosts. We have Andres, the Cavalier King, Bryant, first prize Flores, and none other than Louisville's finest, Mr. Champagne Chauncey. Gentlemen, 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 welcome back. Welcome back to another jam-packed episode. And before we get started, I want to send a huge congratulations to Andres, Flores, and Chauncey. Because tonight, um, I guess marks or tonight symbolizes our three-year anniversary of running this show. So it's been a long journey, um, obviously, over the last 12 to 18 months I want to say are some of our better and best shows uh the first year was you know us getting used to it trying to develop a rhythm and just get things in order but over the last year year and a half I mean this show has been solid and you know we've we've grown a lot and just want to say congratulations to you guys and as always um our our sports, community our listeners the sports community always provides and even during 2020 pandemic you know the four of us week in week out we still found things to discuss so we just want to thank the sports community for giving us content to deliver to our faithful and loyal listeners so as always pat
1: Pat, the community also wants to thank you (laughs) for being the heartbeat of this show and making sure that week in and week out we are close to home when it comes to this sports talk.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean. You, well said, you,
1: you, well
2: you, initiated, you initiated the dream, Pat. You, you're the one that wanted
1: to do this, brought me in. It was just the two of us for a little while, and then we gained another two
2: with uh, bringing in Chance and, and First Prize Flores. So I'm uh, I'm very grateful and uh, very happy and pleased to know that we're still going on, that we didn't quit uh, this journey. Uh, the first one was always – the first episode was always the worst one to hear. Uh, but now that we have 170, I think, whatever the number is, uh, it sounds much better and cleaner. But uh, it's always been great. I love I love doing all the chats. I love getting, you know, stirring up the pot with you guys, getting the blood ro- roiling and boiling. So I like it. I think it's very, uh, you know, godlike and, um, and more so uh, the universe speaking to us that on our anniversary day, Pat, we have North Carolina and Duke, our two favorite teams, in the Final Four. So it's just a universal thank you from from God and the universe and our fans to, to know that they're with us, that we have our two favorite teams celebrating our third anniversary in the Final Four. Uh, unfortunately, one has to lose Pat, so we'll have, we'll have uh, <laughs> some Tar Heel later. I don't know. I don't know if we can eat a Blue Devil, but Chance uh, Flores, thank you for the journey, man. It's been a pleasure for this last year and a half, especially with the uh, COVID incident and uh, still finding content uh, boxing of the days of old and horse racing really came through for us. So, uh, very, very, very glad and and great
0: and helpful you know, just appreciative of the whole thing. So. What did you think, Charles, when you found out it was our three year anniversary?
3: Man, I couldn't believe it. That's, uh, it's flown by, but I guess, you know, as they say, uh, you know, time flies when you're having fun, but it's been, it's been awesome. Learned a lot from you guys. We've all grown closer. I feel like, uh, and you know, you know, like Flores said, man, we wouldn't be able to do this and Andres. We wouldn't be able to do this without you, Pat. You're definitely the, uh, you know, the, the heartbeat behind this show. This show doesn't exist without you and your um, your brainstorming and, and things like that, man. So just happy to be a part of it. Happy that you fellas thought that I was, uh, you know, knowledgeable enough about sports to join this. And like Andres says, it, it was raw, still kind of is raw sometimes, but that's what makes us great is that we are raw. We don't give a fuck. So thanks, Pat.
1: Hey the best part of the show is what we can't even show sometimes when we're talking in between in between the different sets that we have for real sorry audience
0: <laughs> hey maybe one day we get you know a live channel where we can all you know just go at it for 2 hours and people can just hear what they want to hear the uncut version and oh, um what you mean? No, so the anniversary always comes around the weekend before the final four. That's when me and Andres first decided to just grow a pair of balls and record a fucking episode and put it out there for the whole world to listen to. So um, with that being said, it, it is also baseball season and um, well, baseball season is coming up in like a week. So Andres and I just spent the last, you know, 20 minutes um, live drafting our order and um Pablo got the first overall pick in this year's draft, and he's going to need it because he is forever chasing my record of being the only back-to-back champion in this league. So Pablo got the first overall pick in the fantasy baseball draft. So Andres, yeah, I'm asking couldn't, you. Couldn't happen to a better person. <laughs> <laughs> believable so I'm asking you, Andres, with, with the first yeah. overall pick, if you were to get it, who would you take?
1: Nah, you're supposed to ask me oh. first, Pat. You were that's supposed that's to right. ask me first, so I could rub it all into Andres' face <laughs> that I've been talking about Shohei Otani for all three years that we've been on air, and there is no other, like, no other choice. There's zero other conversation to be had. It is Shohei Otani, and that is it. Am I wrong, Andres? uh you're no you're not wrong
2: uh you're definitely not wrong i think that's probably uh, unfortunately though he's probably going to be kept since it's the first year we're doing a keeper league so i don't expect him to be in the draft well up on the first- <laughs> but, just say it was <laughs> the best
1: fucking player if they were all no, uh, i would go with o-
2: otani i would agree with you flores and t- i would take otani as my first pick considering the numbers that he put up last year so i would agree and, and
0: definitely. I'm not an Angels fan, but Otani's a hell of a player, so I would go with Otani as well. Johns, who would you take?
3: Yeah, I mean, my uh, my heart wants me to take Mookie or someone like that, but I have to go with Otani too, man. I don't want to give Flores all the props, but he was right. I was looking (laughs) up, and like last year, dude swept, like pretty much received all 31st place votes for his MVP. Dude's just a beast. I can't, like, I definitely slept on the dude. Low-key hated on him just because he was so, like, he was almost, like, too chill. But you know what? Maybe that's why he's so good because he just knows he's good and he doesn't have to, like, be all boisterous and stuff like that. Um, and I'm sure part of that's cultural, but, yeah, damn, He he's the fucking man. out. if they could only get in the fucking playoffs, if Mike Trout could stay healthy yeah. and they make a run, then, you know, then the rest of the world. I mean, baseball fans know about him, but he's still not that casual name yet. But he'll get there if he keeps doing what he did last year, that's for sure. You know, you know what's crazy? I didn't know. I had to go down the quick quick
2: list and it real quick. They have in the top 200 players per Yahoo Sports, they have Otani ranked 19th. He's not even in the top 10. And I'm like, that's wild. That's a wild thought to have that you don't even have Otani who is the reigning MVP in your top 10 uh portal that's just crazy to me so i'm sure yahoo's fucking it up whoever wrote it or or, you know put it up it's just see that that
1: makes sense but for fantasy he gets you a lot of points because he pitches and he bats but overall he's i mean yes you could say he's the best hitter but it's just there are a lot of players that individually may shine more for their team that's not what i'm arguing by number one pick in the fantasy draft so i can see how he's not a top Ten player just yet. Don't get me wrong, but fantasy wise, there is no better player. Oh no, this was this was a fantasy top
2: two hundred. players. Oh, fantasy. fantasy. Fantasy, yeah, top two hundred players to pick.
0: Yes, this isn't just like a, you know. Oh, I'm players. Just... No, this is fantasy. No, um, fantasy. maybe people are oh, afraid he's going to get hurt.
1: Maybe that league is just a different.
0: <laughs> well, so well, I got to Who
1: would you pick? Who
0: would you pick? Who would I pick with the first overall? Yeah. Um, well, shit. I mean, Otani would be tight, but I'm going to go with Aaron judge. It's his contract year. Um, His contract is up. So we all know how that goes. I would definitely take Aaron judge, especially because a home run is worth 10 points and a strikeout is worth minus one. So dude can go one for four with the home run and get you seven points. And, I yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, if he gets three strikeouts, exactly. So, I, I would definitely uh, consider Aaron Judge if Otani's off the board. Now, just one more quick question. I'll ask you, Andres.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: It, as you mentioned, you got into the specifics. It is a keeper league where we get to keep mm-hmm. two players from previous season. Should I keep mm-hmm. Mookie Betts? Should Mookie Betts be one of my two players I keep, yes or no?
2: I, I don't know your lineup. I don't Yeah, what it. are the options?
0: Yeah. Uh, I have Mookie Betts i have paul goldschmidt i have chance's boy jd martinez uh i have corbin burns the pitcher from the brewers and i have jack flaherty the pitcher from the cardinals those are like my top those are like the the best ones and i have chris taylor as well so i have to keep two of them so i was you know i don't know i was stuck like mookie Betts, or not so what would you recommend say you
2: I, I would think I would think you'd keep Mookie Betts because of that offensive power lineup. You, there's no way he's going to get on base all the time. He's going to score runs. He's going to get RBIs. How do you not keep a Dodger in your fantasy baseball team based on the lineup offensively? You just—it's impossible. I'm sorry. You have Freeman, Mookie Betts. People are going to score, and if they don't score, then you know,
0: cut their contracts and send them to the minor leagues. But I would keep Mookie Betts as my as one of my players. What about you, Flores? Would you keep Mookie Betts over those other guys that I mentioned?
1: Bro, I don't even know who the fuck the other guys that you mentioned are. Like, what? Is Mookie Betts. Like, I do know who they are, but, like, these aren't impact players, bro. And, and this is your uh, – yeah, I guess. And this is your favorite team. Like, come on.
0: That's probably why I didn't make the playoffs, because you don't know who any of these fools are. <laughs> <laughs> Would you keep I'll Mookie Betts, out, Chance.
3: Man, Hell yeah, absolutely. You know I'm going to say yeah. But, like, I like, to Andres and Flores' point, like, you got Freddie Freeman, you got all these other juggernauts, you know the Dodgers are definitely going to score now, especially with both the divisions having a fucking DH. Like, and, like, outside of Goldie, like, I don't know who else, to, you know, the fucking, who's the mother dudes you had? Um, like, I don't, like,
0: Paul Goldschmidt, J.D. Martinez.
3: I mean, you got him, you got white power, so. You got Cuban <laughs> white power. You got... You got uh Corbin L.
0: Burns. I have no idea
3: who that dude
0: is. Corbin Burns is the ace for the Brewers, so I'm thinking um, as uh, Caesar Dana's brother. He he said he's like, dude, you should take Corbin Burns. You got your pitcher, and then you got Mookie Betts. You know, one one offense, one one pitcher, one batter. Um, but low key though, there's one player that I'm not gonna mention because I don't want to put his name out there for uh, people like Undressed to draft. But I'm thinking of keeping him too because he was great last year. But um so. I think you guys are correct. Uh, Mookie Bet sounds like a good one, especially since they got Freddie Freeman. So let's shoot it over um, to you, Andres. You said your hero um, was soccer-related?
2: You're Andres, my bad. Yeah, it's soccer-related. In fact, it's not mine. It's from our loyal listener, Brian Bearded Brian. um, He said, hey, you need to talk about Erickson, the
1: soccer player for Denmark Christian Eriksen, that is, due to the fact that he suffered a heart attack uh, in
2: 2020, uh, last June. So, uh, sorry, during the Euros 2020, last June, and he helped his team today get to the World Cup uh, by and also scoring a goal. So this is his first game back from having the heart attack. I'm sure it's you know the uh, the jab that he got, but. You know, no news on that. And, um, look, the fact that this guy came back from everything, he didn't think that he would ever play again. Uh, it was a scary moment when he went down. A lot of players went over him. He's, he's a hell of an international player. He plays. He used to play for your team, Pat, uh, in Tottenham. Um, and now he's helped us to get to the So he scored a goal. Uh, it was a beautiful goal. I saw it. Amazing. And just for that, just that impact of coming back is something special. So thank you, Brian, for the hero of the week, uh, according to you, and uh, and I agree with you. So hats off to you, and that's that's my hero, Christian Eriksen from Denmark, helping his team after a heart attack and uh, scoring a goal.
0: What what I want to know is when are you going to stop having Brian do your homework?
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, considering that the weekend that I that I had and and I was out last week uh, do, doing my brother's uh, bachelor party. I didn't really have much time, so he was with me. Uh, he was there at the bachelor party, so uh, he was helping me. So, you know, I took care of him. We, we all got, got a little toasty uh, at the brewery, so. <laughs> he's on the payroll. He's on
0: the payroll. You don't even know it, guys. He's on the payroll, right? No, yeah. We, we love the bearded Brian. He's, you know, he's actually low-key the night crawler of sporting events. I mean, he is always out at the sporting events, <laughs> and uh, you can always – Always count on him to send us a good photo. So, Flores, over to you for your hero or your headline.
1: That's probably who Andres was on the phone with right now before, uh, <laughs> right before he did his headline, too. Just get yeah, yeah. all the details. That was Mookie Betts saying, Pat, you, you there's no mistake. Take me in your draft. Don't even fuck her up. <laughs> All right, so my headline for the week, it's uh, right in the coattails of Andres' world cup qualifying it's pretty much coming down to it a majority 27 of the 32 teams are now set um and what's what's gonna happen is that for all of our loyal listeners mexico is gonna make the world cup But what's hilarious to me, yeah, what's hilarious to me is that they are on the brink of potentially getting eliminated. Uh, Going straight to the CONCACAF, to what's going on here in the Americas. Canada is the only team to have qualified. My soccer insider is saying Canada is a legit contender for the World Cup. They may get to the Elite Eight, uh, as you call it, of the World Cup, according to my soccer insider. So I don't know, but... The US, Mexico, and Costa Rica are still fighting it out for the last two spots. Here in the Americas, South America, all are qualified now. Brazil, Argentina, Ecuador, Uruguay. If you notice, I did not mention Colombia. Unfortunately, today, Colombia was officially eliminated from contention for the upcoming World Cup. They won today 1 0 against Venezuela, but because Peru won their game, they were able to keep that last spot where they're going to play in a plan to try to make it to the uh, World Cup. Uh, similar to what hopefully Mexico. Uh, Mexico. Mexico has to go through, but more than likely it's going to be Costa Rica here in the Americas. But Asia, Africa, they're all qualified. Um, Europe today, Cristiano Ronaldo pulled out a win for Portugal, and they qualified. So pretty much 12 of the 13 teams in Europe are good to go. If it wasn't for Russia invading Ukraine, I think they all would have been already figured out. But hey, At least now we know what the tournament is going to look like when it comes around in November and all these qualifiers are done. I'm sad Colombia's out of it, but hey, at least the U.S. might make it. So, Flores, because uh, Colombia is out,
2: are you just riding on the bandwagon and throwing your support over to the U.S.?
1: I always start the game off cheering for the U.S., but I just end up laughing at them the whole time and hoping they fail. I don't know. I any other sport, I'm all about the U.S., but for some reason, soccer, I just love clowning that team, man.
0: They didn't. Well, se-
1: I, I, I can't go with
0: that. I was gonna say, U.S. didn't secure their spot yet, right? No, but they're happens, like, but they need
2: in order. They would need a. a a monumental meltdown and give up
1: like seven goals, which is not a Yeah, and here's the other thing whichever one of those three, Costa Rica, Mexico, US, doesn't make it officially and still has to do the plan, they're going to play like New Zealand or one of the Oceania countries, as it's referred to, which yeah. are not that strong. So. You should still make it in,
0: you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, I agree. I agree. And um there's another team that, that didn't make it, right? I think it's uh Andres. Uh you're half Mexican, half Italian. Oh no, it, yeah, Italia it was awful. Um, you know, I'm sure the <laughs>
2: the the kind of the team uh probably should not fly back to Italy because that was just the biggest disappointment. Um it's the second time they haven't qualified, so not looking good. Uh, I'll be repping my Mexico colors this, this uh,
3: winter for the World <laughs> Cup.
0: So, Chance, let's shoot it over to you. Um, do you have a hero or a headline? I have a headline, and my headline today
3: is based around the NFL and the, and the owners' meetings, and a change is going to come. And the reason that's my headline, fellas, is because much to the to the chagrin i think of flores <laughs> um the nfl owners have approved a modified proposal for overtime playoff games so each team in any overtime playoff game and it's only in the playoffs so in the regular season sudden death remains the same whoever possesses the ball for, or whoever scores the first touchdown wins the game um that's in that's the end of it in 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 the postseason Both teams, regardless of a touchdown is scored by the team that first possesses the ball, both teams will have an opportunity to have the ball in the postseason. And then if both teams were to score, then it would revert back to the sudden death model of next score wins. I think this was a great move by the NFL and the owners, probably one of the only good things that came out of the uh, the NFL owners meetings down in Florida. But... Change is definitely gonna come, fellas, and I think that all the fans, especially probably Bills fans, after what happened with them last season, <laughs> the Chiefs, they're probably gonna be happy about it.
0: Yeah, I mean, why don't they do it for the regular season though, too?
3: Something about how they said there wasn't enough evidence or they like apparently the Philadelphia Eagles, there were two teams, the Eagles and the and the Colts both of their own owners proposed mandatory possession for both teams in all games, including regular season games. But I guess that the competition committee chairman, Rich McKay said there wasn't enough support among the owners. And, um, there was still, there was still three votes against changing the, uh, the postseason rules, uh, for, for overtime. So there were still some owners out there who felt like it was, you know, good the way it was probably, I would guarantee one of those would be the chiefs owners, but, um, yeah, and honestly I think they made the right call here like football everyone loves football everyone loves fucking playoff football and like that's what you want to see in the postseason
1: so um I think they made the right call with this decision fellas
0: what were your reactions Flores when you heard that
1: I mean they don't even know if they made the right call that's why they can't do it for the whole season and the postseason just <laughs> it, it, it's it's being very reactionary it's it's listening to twitter way too much uh in my opinion but whatever the competition committee or whatever they're called they'll, they'll figure it out rules change all the time you just adapt it ain't no big deal
0: yeah and i know that the gambling junkie of the group Andres, you probably love this rule right because more than likely you need that extra possession because you always love to I get mean, your overs I need the overs, baby. That's it, Pat. Give me some more possessions, score more points. Let this game go to triple overtime. I don't even care. <laughs> All righty. So, um, as Andres mentioned, this is the 143rd episode. So, the heroes and headlines um, Otani, unanimous decision that he would be our first overall pick in a fantasy baseball draft. Changes coming. Um, the NFL owners voted for both teams in playoff. Overtime games to have possession of the ball. Flores with the World Cup qualifier update. And Andres' hero, Ericsson, takes the field after collapsing um, from cardiac arrest last time. And he actually helped his team win today. So those are last week's heroes and headlines. If you enjoy listening to the show, please subscribe to us on Instagram and Facebook just search weekend starts on Wednesday. You can keep up with all of our stories, all of our posts, and all of our predictions. Again, to keep up with all of our action and entertainment, weekend starts on Wednesday. As mentioned, we are dedicated to covering all the best sporting events taking place from Wednesday to Sunday. And this week, the weekend starts on Wednesday with some World Cup qualifying soccer. I know we touched on it prior in our Heroes and Headlines segment, but there is some action going on that's going to interest pretty much everybody that listens to this show starting at 6.05 p.m. Costa Rica taking on USA. Uh, Flores, this is your game that you have chosen to discuss. What are some things that the audience members need to be looking out for?
1: One of the things the audience members need to look out for is remembering that the USA did not make the 2018 World Cup. So they cannot <laughs> let that happen again. Um, as long as they don't lose by six goals or more, they are on their way to Qatar in this game. So I don't see them being blown out by that much. But man, do they got to handle business here? Because if not, then it gets really complicated. First of all, if you lose by more than six goals, your morale is going to be shot to shit going into what may need to happen. Mm -hmm. Um, But beyond that, it's just the U.S. just really needs this. Like I said earlier, Canada right now is in a position that maybe – Mexico only has been in once or twice in their history and the US has never been in where they're dominant. So how is it that the US is looking up at Canada and being like, we want to be like them in a sport? The US has some <laughs> solid players, politic, they have a lot of quote unquote stars, but are these guys stars because they're in the country that we live in, or are they actual stars? They need to go out, start proving that over and over and over, and it starts by just stealing this victory here. Andres, at the same time, mm-hmm. Mexico's going to be playing with similar odds at stake. Tell yeah. us about that one. Well, they're
2: playing against uh, a low team in El Salvador this uh, tomorrow. Unfortunately, I think I, it's, it's, uh, it's an easy-picking game for Mexico. I feel bad for El Salvador to to be coming out there anyway. Uh, They don't, all they need to do is just win. And in fact, I would love nothing more than for them to win and the USA to tie. So that way Mexico can leapfrog the U.S. and get that second spot instead of being in the third spot, uh, which could more than likely happen. Um, I think Costa Rica is going to put up a bigger fight than uh, the people expect. I think the USA team is definitely overlooking them. Uh, Mexico, which is for tomorrow's game, their coach is coming back. Tata was not uh, available last game. He will be back today. They're playing without Herrera, which is no problem. They do have plenty of uh, up-and-comers to fulfill, the, you know, fill that spot. Uh, as like we always say, the, the next guy up, right? So I don't think they're gonna have any issues. They just got to get a victory. They're playing at home. Um, they just can't afford a tie. So I don't think it's gonna happen. I'll definitely look looking forward to watching this game so I can get familiarized with the players that are supposed to be going with uh, this team that will qualify for Qatar um, and see what they can do. So a lot of great soccer to watch. And Flores, you know, to just quickly touch upon your USA question and and about the players and whatnot, I think it has to deal with the coaching, not necessarily the players you have more than enough players that play internationally that are on great teams. Uh, Reyna is who plays for Dortmund, uh, who's the son of Claudio Reyna. Uh, and Pulisic, so you have the talent. I don't think you have the coaching, which has always been the issue for the U.S. Soccer Federation. They always pick the wrong guys. Uh, they need to pick somebody that are that is from here that will be able to play with the USA format uh, and be more aggressive. So that's just my take on it. Uh, that's why USA will forever be looking up. And it's surprisingly and and ironically, and, and I laugh at it, that Canada is an, is a top dog in this group. Because if we're playing ice hockey, I have no problem with that. But we're playing soccer and there's no ice on the field, I have a little problem with that. So uh, so,
1: so is it up. the coach for Canada? Because I don't buy that excuse at all, dude, for, for think, the U.S. I... being as mediocre as they have been. For the history of their soccer, you're blaming coaches for 100 yeah. years of, of <laughs> just mediocrity? Absolutely and you're, well. And you're saying Canada has a great coach? That's why they're in the position they're in? I'm so confused right now. Hundred percent,
2: because Canada team they only have one true international star in Alphonso Davies.
1: So clearly he he's got the team wrapped around his finger to to make them believe, right? So if you're not watching uh, that soccer, is he program, a bigger is he a bigger star internationally than Pulisic?
2: No, of course not. No, but he's got mm, he's but he's not. got more. And it, look, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter about whether one player can bring the whole team. It's whether or not the team can play as a team. That's the bigger question. You have too many fucking chefs in the kitchen, like Pulisic and Reina that they're going to be butting heads. You have too many, you know, not to say that they, they do or that they are, but you have that potential of chemistry not working out. That's all I'm saying. If you don't have a team to believe in itself, and to, like Ted Lasso, you got to believe, right? <laughs> Watch that show, believe, have the fucking team believe, and
0: that's where it works out, right? right? I'm just letting you know. That's what it comes down to in soccer. Of <laughs> I'm so confused. So you said these two players – It's a soccer team, though. Why can't they have two superstars on on the same team? Like, do they do they both play the same exact position? Or
2: no, no, you can have no. It's not about the players themselves. It's just the coaching, the formula. They're great players. I would love to have Pulisic and Reyna, and I think they play very well. It's just the style of play that USA has. They're not aggressive. When they get the lead, they like to pack the box and come back and play defense and allow the other team to come back. They should be putting the fucking gas to the pedal put their fucking foot to the throat and go for the kill
0: every single time. But that's just not fundamental USA soccer. and It drives me insane. So, Chance, I think we just found our new head coach for Team USA soccer, huh? Uh,
3: Apparently, man. I don't know. I mean, yeah, that might be how this coach coaches, but I just think that the reason we haven't flourished in soccer is because, frankly, we don't give a fuck. (laughs) That's that's, 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 that's honestly what I like because we have the best athletes in the world Like, if we really cared about soccer, I think we're starting to care more the last, especially, like, the last 10 years, you know what I'm saying, maybe even the last 15, but, like, we don't really care about
0: soccer in the U.S., and if we did, I think we would be better at it, frankly. Yeah, well, it's the end of March, and um, let's talk about something that Americans really care about. So Wednesday's entertainment is World Cup qualifying soccer, Costa Rica and USA Mexico versus El Salvador. Both games are at 6 o'clock, so pick whatever you want to watch. Thursday at 4.30 p.m. is the Bucks taking on the Nets in Brooklyn. So the Nets are sitting at number 8 in the Eastern Conference, and the Bucs are at number 2 in the Eastern Conference, the reigning champion Bucks. Chaunce, this is your game of choice for Thursday. What are some key things to look out for?
3: Well, Kyrie's back. Right. Kyrie's back. There was obviously the mandate that was put in place for New York. It was stupid. Really, didn't make any sense at all. Um, but Kyrie, that mandate, that mandate has since been lifted. Kyrie is back. Although his first home game back, he played like absolute dog shit. Um, so I'm interested to see, interested to see what he does against these defending champion Milwaukee Bucks. But to your point, Patrick, they have a very, very thin uh, margin for error. They cannot lose this game. Um, as we were talking offline, you know, Flores was mentioning how like there's potential that both they and the Lakers miss the playoffs, not even the play in game, but just the playoffs. Um, and that's crazy to think about in itself. But the Bucks, they are playing good right now. They actually won a two point game tonight against the 76ers where Giannis had a key block at the end to, to steal that victory. So they are coming into form for the playoffs. Giannis is just fucking being a beast. Like, honestly, I don't know how this dude is not considered the front runner for the MVP this year. Maybe because they're, you know, they're not going to win 60 games or whatever. But, like, he's averaging 30 and 11 and a half rebounds. I mean, he's just fucking dominant as fuck. So, we'll see what this Brooklyn Nets team does, man. I mean, I'm still wondering, fellas, what happened with the whole Ben Simmons thing. Because I thought his whole thing was he was ready to play. He just didn't want to play in Philadelphia. He gets traded to the Nets. Now he's had this back issue though an entire time. I honestly just think the dude does not want to play ball. I really think that he just enjoys what basketball brings him, which is celebrity, fame, Kardashians, and money. But um but yeah, man, I, I think, you know, unfortunately, we'll never get to see the Brooklyn Nets we had hoped to see this season. And I think the Bucks are gonna fucking just Mollywap this team. I'd be surprised if 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 the Bucs don't win this game by twenty, frankly.
0: Is that a bold prediction?
3: Uh, no, I'm not going to go that far. But I'm just saying that, like, I think – I don't know, man. I just – like, the Bucks are rounding into form, and, like, the Nets are still trying to figure out who they are. Mm-hmm. And I just, like – they have Kyrie back. He's no longer a part-time player. But, you know, they're missing – like, KD talks about how they're missing Joe Harris. He's a great shooter that opens up the floor for him. They obviously still don't have Ben Simmons. Um, they got a bunch of washed-up dudes like Andre Drummond. I think Blake Blake Griffin doesn't even really get the clock anymore. I mean, it's just – they're fucking – they're literally the Lakers of the East Coast, bro. They really are.
0: <laughs> well, um, I mean, I can see how the Nets might miss the playoffs. And what's interesting is, like, if the Nets miss the playoffs and the Lakers miss the playoffs, if those two teams played in a seven-game series the exact same time as the finals was going on, I bet that would get more ratings than the actual finals, which is very sad, which is very Hell sad. Yeah. So uh, moving along so, to... And
1: one, before we move on, one thing I do want to say, as much as we're shitting on the Nets, they are still the second most favorite team to win the title by Vegas. So let us not forget that this same team as constructed right now with no Harden when Irving was in there last year in the playoffs, was absolutely destroying this Bucks team. So let us not forget who these Nets are, just like we should not forget who these Lakers are either. But more on that later, Pat.
0: <laughs> so yeah, Thursday at 5 p.m., the second game of the day, the Clippers traveling to the Windy City, taking on the Chicago Bulls. The Bulls are fifth in the East, and the Clippers are eighth in the West. Um, they pretty much have their play-in spot secured. So, Flores, what are the key points to look out for in this matchup with your Bulls taking on the Clippers?
1: So, nowhere on the same list that I'm looking at where the bets are number two are the Bulls mentioned as a title contender. So, you know, they've, they've kind of fallen flat on their face. Um, I'd say the second half of the season – I initially chalked it up to Alonzo not being there, Caruso not being there, Patrick Williams not being there, and them not having that chemistry at the beginning of the year. But I just, I don't know, it just seems the magic has kind of left this Bulls team. They're four and six in their last ten, they mm. They're fifth place in the East, you know, half a game uh, ahead of Toronto and only a game and a half uh, out of the play-in tournament, but I still have high hopes that they are going to turn things around, that they're going to do what they need to do. It's just really hard to do that. You know what I mean? And and everybody was talking about DeMar DeRozan, this, this, and that. DeMar DeRozan is rejuvenated. And it's just, I don't know, man. They've just, they've continuously fallen flat over and over and over. And I don't know. the Clippers got Paul George back, they're going to start doing what they need to do. So... The Bulls, fun fact, are, I believe,
3: 0-16 against the top three teams in the NBA. So, and, and, and even more surprising, or even more interesting, Flores is the Bulls are 2-13 against teams that have a 600 or better winning percentage. I mean, right. I think that, that, that says it all. And I was also yes. due to a slurping DeMar. You know, and I still think he had an amazing year. He had a career year. But, man, them boys done fallen by the wayside.
1: Yeah, I will say this. At least they're beating the teams they need to beat. Because right. that is a very hard thing to do. That's how teams slide into where the Lakers' territory is in the Nets. Exactly. But, exactly. but yeah, when it comes to playoff time, what are you going to do then?
2: Look, you just should be grateful that they're playing or facing the Clippers team, who's lost five in a row, who's 2-8 and eight in the last 10, They're probably going to lose tonight's game and make it six in a row. Their only blessing in disguise is that Paul George, PG-13, who's probably playing fucking like G-rated anyway, uh, is coming back for the Clippers. I still think the Clippers gets the W out in Chicago because they're both playing terribly. But because they're going to get that factor with PG-13, that'll be the difference in the world. And they'll sneak in to that final playoff spot or the play-in. They're both playing horrific, so we'll see what happens.
0: I'm taking the Bulls. I'm taking the Bulls in this one, one, hundred percent. Always take anybody that's playing the Clippers. Um, so that that's the Thursday. Except for the, except for the Lakers. No, I'll take is the sure? La- bro. I'll take the Lakers <laughs> all the time. I don't care how bad they are. So Thursday is uh 4:30 p.m. The Bucks, the Nets. 5 p.m. Clippers and Bulls. Let's move along to Friday, chaunts. So Friday. Is the women's final four for college basketball? So they've come to the end of their road, and at four p.m., it's your Louisville Cardinals taking on the South Carolina Gamecocks, and uh, the final four for the women's is it's all on ESPN. So you can definitely catch it. Very easy to watch. So you you were very disappointed, Chaunce, in the beginning of the season in Louisville men's basketball and the women's team picked up the city of louisville they picked up you know cardinal nation and they are carrying the torch so what is the chatter going on around the louisville women's basketball team
3: well they- City, the city is a basketball town. It's a college sports town. Um, they love to get behind their their, their sports teams, whether it's it's, it's local men's basketball, women's basketball, baseball. But yeah, they're loving the cards that are twenty nine and four. Had a great season. Has have an opportunity to win thirty games, which hasn't been done a lot in program history. But we are in our fifth Final Four, and um, this team is they're scrappy, man. They're underdogs. They're led by Haley Van Lith, who is a 5'7", Uh, shooting combo guard out of Washington State. I think she's a sophomore this year. The thing I love about her is she's just a fucking absolute dog. She's a killer. She was actually close friends with Gigi and Kobe. She's got multiple pics on her IG with Kobe. Talks about how much of an influence Kobe was and is to her. As a matter of fact, when they won the Elite elite Eight game against Michigan, she quoted Kobe and said that he would just tell them to go fucking win it. So I love her attitude, man. But they are literally playing the best team and the best program the last, you say, three five years in college basketball, women's college basketball. At least. And that's the South Carolina Gamecocks, led by Aaliyah Boston. She's a dog, coached by WNBA, you know, Hall of Famer, uh, multiple-time gold medalist Dawn Staley. Um, I think we have a shot in this game. My bold prediction is that we win. I hope that's bold enough for you guys, because. We weren't even expected to be a number one seed, even though we are one. But I think what's going to propel us, Pat, is our defense. We forced 20 turnovers against Michigan. We have the best defense left in the tournament, and they say defense wins championships. And for us to win this championship, we're not going to outscore South Carolina. We're going to have to try to shut them down or keep them under 50, 55 points. And I think we can do it. So I'm going to take Louisville. The women's Cardinals to upset the South Carolina Gamecocks as my bold prediction. Is that bold enough for you, gentlemen?
2: It's bold enough for me because Vegas has South Carolina Gamecocks favored in this game by eight points or more. So that is a very, very big bold prediction in my eyes. Uh, although I think they're and if they beat South Carolina, chance unfortunately I don't think they win the title as much as I would like to hear. it, It's a Cinderella story. Um, I still like Gino Ariyama on the outside, on the other side, uh, but we'll talk about that next week if we get to it, because I don't know when the final is. But this bold enough. What really do you mean the, finals, the final is final on Saturday? No, Sunday, Sunday. Oh, it's Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I I think Gino is gonna win it all this year, but I think UConn looks really good on the other side. Um, I really like their players, uh, Flores. I know you're in love with their their point guard out there, but Flores, do you
1: think that it's bold enough for Chance
2: uh, and his prediction?
1: Not because of Vegas, because in my opinion, it's it's really hard to handicap the the women's game. But I say it's bold enough because of Alia Bass. Like Cosby said, that's just the best player in the country, and in college basketball specifically also women's college basketball, having that stud down there defensively Mm -hmm. for rebounds, for all of that, she's a two-time defensive player of the year, just makes a huge difference. So if somehow uh, South Carolina loses, I see that as bold. And also, just before Pat uh, decides whether it's bold enough or not, it's kind of cringe and a little awkward that they're forcing kobe bryant on that louisville guard she's there celebrating the biggest moment of her life going to the final four and the interview question is what would Kobe say? It's like let her have her own shine. Stop relating everything to Kobe just to give the women's game ratings through Kobe's name. No, the women's game is standing very well on its own. You don't have to bring Kobe Bryant into it every chance you get. Yeah, that's
3: that's a fair point. Um, I mean these these like these name image likeness deals. These women are killing it, man. There, I mean, there's two twins from Fresno State who, you know, pull in seven figures. And, I mean, they're not even known, really. And, like, if you look at Haley Van Lips, uh, if you look at her Instagram uh, followers, she has more followers followers than her boyfriend, Jalen Suggs, who's a pro basketball player, right? So these women's, these women's college athletes, especially the basketball players, they are definitely eating and getting their shine.
2: Yeah, because they're much better looking than the men
3: players. I'll tell you that much. Well, and then, I mean, also, they, they – they, I mean, I hate, I hate saying this, but they, in a way, they play a, a pure brand of basketball because they're not just relying solely on their athleticism, which they do have. But obviously, it's the guys, you know, especially sometimes not, you know, especially in the NBA, but sometimes in college, just rely solely on their athleticism. It makes it a little harder to watch, but these girls play together. They're well-coached. Uh, all teams are well-coached, Stanford, Louisville, UConn, and South Carolina. So it's going to be a great tournament. I encourage our, our listeners our audience definitely go just take a peek because it is definitely a
0: good watch. Yeah, I mean, and that's that kicks off your Friday night. It's at four o'clock, and yes, that that's so, bold. Yeah, is, it, is it bold. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, like <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's bold because they got Don Staley on the other side, coaching South Carolina, and she's hard to beat. I mean, looking at the record, she's only lost two games all season, and um, you know, I just it's going to be tough. So six thirty is UConn taking on Stanford. Uh, My favorite basketball coach of all time, Gino Ariema, is making his 14th straight Final Four appearance. Um, And that's literally why I think he's one of my favorite basketball coaches ever, is that he's consistently... you said
1: your favorite. Is he more your favorite than Phil Jackson?
0: I would put him up there, yes. I would say he is. And the, the only reason why I would say he's different is because... Guess where Gigi was supposed to be going? Guess who Kobe Bryant, arguably the greatest player of all time, entrusted his daughter to go? You know, I think that says a lot. Kobe's vote of confidence puts it over the top. And Phil Jackson, I love Phil Jackson, but he was a little tarnished with what happened with the Knicks. And I know that has nothing to do with coaching. I know that has nothing to do with coaching, but I'm an average person and I can't, you know, same reason why I don't think Joker should get MVPs because that motherfucker got swept out of the playoffs last year, but that's a whole nother story. But anyways, yes, I like Gino. So I think UConn advances to the championship like Andres said. Uh Flores, are you putting all your stock in Stanford, your Pac-12 uh, representative? No. I mean, UConn, they have the name and they have
1: the heart. And uh, Paige, Buchers, the point guard that they have is just – it's, it's, she's a leader and that's what you want if something's going down she's going to come in she's going to cheer everybody up she's going to let them know we are fucking yukon i don't give a shit what is going on we are yukon so no i do not see stanford getting past the juggernaut that is yukon
0: it's going to be an exciting friday night so that wraps up the friday night entertainment yukon stanford at 6 30 on espn we have Saturday and Sunday to get to, and we'll do that just after this. They stunk, dude. Take them out like yesterday's trash. That's how bad they were. All right, so we hope that you enjoyed the extensive talk about the women's Final Four. And I'm telling you right now, it's going to be entertaining sports you know, to watch. So make sure you watch it. And then moving along to Saturday afternoon, 3 9 PM second ranked um, from their bracket Villanova taking on top ranked Kansas Jayhawks. Um, now, obviously the winner of this game marches on to the championship game. So you have Jay Wright, the legendary coach for Villanova taking on coach Bill self, the legendary coach for Kansas. Um, we, are, we already know where you stand, Sean's because you have Villanova winning the entire tournament. So let's start this off with Flores. Um, Flores, who do you have winning this game? and uh why
1: hold on pat i gotta i got to take it back because i don't think you gave this the proper introduction ladies and gentlemen the men's final four is coming up on uh on on uh saturday and it is in my opinion the most stacked final four in in recent memory i can't think of another final four that was all Blue Bloods. That was just all top-notch programs. Villanova's like the only one you could say, hey, are they a top-notch program? But if you haven't been keeping up with basketball in the last like half decade, Villanova is the Yukon of men's basketball, essentially, with all the titles that they've won. So, man, am I hyped for what's gonna happen now? As far as what's gonna happen between Villanova and Remy Martin's team in Kansas, I mean. Villanova's just kind of limping to, to the finish line that's what sucks about this whole thing um and, and, and I mean Kansas I'm sure is heavily favored because of that um so I'd probably lean towards them but nonetheless still a solid ass game and I just i love the, the game that you Pat, and Andres are going to talk about too but chance who do you think is going to win this one though yeah, I, you're you're
3: right, man. It, it's sad because they just lost. Uh, they just lost Justin Moore towards his ACL. Uh, like with like 35 seconds left in in, in the game against uh, um, whoever they beat for the uh, for the, the for the chance to go to the final four. But that being said, they are playing a tough Kansas team, and you know we saw Kansas struggle against Miami at least in the first half against. Steady leadership with seniors. I actually am going to, even though they're limping to the finish line, I'm actually going to stick with Villanova because they have Colin Gillespie. They have Jay Wright and they play the best defense and are the best free throw shooting team left in this tournament. I think they're going to pull the upset and beat Kansas on Saturday.
0: And then I believe to replace the the guy that got hurt. It's um one of somebody experienced coming off the bench. Is it Diakono? Is that his name? Coming off the bench for Villanova to the Archie Diaconos' little brother, his name is Ryan diacono I believe. So, uh,
3: Chris, 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 yeah, I think it's Chris, yeah. So
0: they're they, they're stacked. I mean, they they got the depth. Um, so it is gonna be. Uh,
1: hey, the, hey, the Diaconos or the Antetokounmpo's? Who are you taking you know? though?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the Diaconos because they can shoot. So, like, if Villanova wins then obviously Chance keeps his position. Chance is in first place right now in our bracket. Um, if Villanova wins, he stays in first. If Kansas wins, I'm number two right now in our bracket. So if Kansas wins, obviously I, I overlap him and I end up winning the entire pot of money. Unless, Andres, unless Duke wins because my cousin Andrew picked Duke to win it all. So right now it's literally between me, Chance, and my cousin Andrew. Whoever wins the whole thing, that's who. That's who our team wins. And I'm sorry, Andres, you had picked UCLA to win it all.
2: Yeah. Shame on me, first year. Sure. You know I should have taken taken Duke all this, but um, I, I like to see Chance or A- your cousin Andrew win. I, I don't want to see you win, Pat. No offense <laughs> to you or anything, but I'm just tired of it. Um, so I'm going to root for, well, you have Kansas to win and you need them to win. I'm going to go with, I'm going to root for Villanova in my heart of hearts, but I think Kansas is going to blow Villanova out of the water. Uh, I think it's just a big loss for Villanova, unfortunately to, I don't even know why that player was in the game with 35 seconds. There should be no reason for it, but, um, it is what it is. And, uh, yeah, I think Rock Chalk Jayhawk is going to go to the finals.
0: So the 549 game is the biggest rivalry in college basketball i guess you can say arguably and it's very interesting because talking about hyping it up flores um this is coach k so coach K's guaranteed right now as it stands coach k's last game ever is going to be against either north carolina the rivals all-time rivals or it's going to be in a national title game so talk about a story to tell your grandkids when you're watching college basketball with them and they mention Coach K. So Coach K right now is set to have an historic, memorable ending to his famed coaching career. Obviously, I would like North Carolina to advance. Um, I don't want to see Coach K win it all, but then I have to respect what he's done. So if he advances, it's not going to completely break my heart. It will stress me out because I would like to win this bracket money. So um, the bold prediction that Chaunce said was that the women's Louisville team beats South Carolina. Now, each bold prediction is worth seven points, and the first to 21 collects beer from the losers. So the scoreboard update, Flores is at 14. I'm at zero. Andres is at seven. Chaunce is at seven. So good luck to you, Chaunce. You got your bold prediction in. And last week we did a bold prediction of the Sweet 16 and Andres and I both got, um, I'm sorry, we did a bold prediction of, I believe, yeah, the Sweet 16 and Andres and I both got got five picks correct. So we're tied right now. The tiebreaker is going to be the North Carolina Duke game. So Andres, if Duke wins, you get seven points in the bold prediction and if North Carolina wins. I get seven points. I got to say though, you guys, I am extremely shocked that North Carolina made it this far. Um, They haven't, they over the regular season, they were not impressive. They couldn't put together a dominant string of wins until now. And um, I know they got players chance. I know they got some players, but at the same time, I just didn't see this happening. And I would say North Carolina is ahead of schedule. So if they don't win it all this year, it's going to be a good look for them coming back next year, right? Like, what are, what, are, what are your thoughts about North Carolina advancing to the Final Four?
3: Yeah, I mean, it was it was definitely unexpected. Uh, you know, they uh, you know they they had an up and down season to say to say the least. Um, they didn't start out the season well at all, but um, they caught fire late. Uh, they obviously spoiled Coach K's last home game at Duke but then they conversely got fucking absolutely walked when they hosted Duke at, at the Dean Dome. Um, so they've been up and down, but they're finally steady right now. Um, I actually think they can win this game, man. I really do. I think they present problems for North Carolina, or, or excuse me, for Duke inside. I think Armando Baycott's a beast. Um, and I think Caleb Love and some of those other guards have finally found their rhythm. Um, you know, I, I think they, they haven't had the hardest road I think Duke has played some tougher competition, having to beat Michigan State, Texas Tech, and Arkansas, um, even though, you know, North Carolina had to go through Baylor, UCLA, and then, you know, the, the, the little giant and St. Saint, Saint Peter's. But um, I think both teams are going to be revved up for this game. But I think North Carolina can pull it off. I wouldn't be surprised if they
0: lose, but I honestly think people aren't giving them enough credit. I think they can really pull this off. And Flores, you said you're, you love this game. Um, what is it about this game that you're most excited about? I mean, other than Chris Rock getting slapped
1: by Will Smith, is there another thing, moment in television history that is going to be as crazy as watching the way you described it, Pat? Coach K in the final four, Duke is playing North Carolina for the first time ever in March Madness. They've never played. The two, two of the most storied programs ever have never played in March Madness and it's coach k the greatest coach of all times last final four it's just it's mind blowing trying to explain to somebody how important this game is um as far as who do i think is going to win now is it bold enough for you guys if i say that duke and kansas will both win their games by more than 15 points absolutely by fifteen, one thousand percent. Combined? No, no, each one, fifteen points each. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. Pat's thinking about it. Wait. Pat's in shock You he can't believe that. It's too many points. You can't it's gotta be thirty points
1: combined, Pat. I mean fifteen, or 15, 15 yeah, and 30, 30, 30 has nothing to do with this. It. Fifteen each game. Yeah. yeah. This is, let me explain to you why, Pat, because <laughs> Sure. Caleb fucking Love caught fire for two games, specifically one game, and because of that one game, North Carolina walked right into this Final Four. They, they got St. Peter's handed to them on a fucking silver platter, and all because fucking Caleb Love caught fire for one game against UCLA. If that doesn't happen, North Carolina gets trashed by 10 or 15 points by UCLA. UCLA walks right by it saint peters and they're the ones playing duke this weekend but because love caught fire in that game against ucla they got to play saint peters and his confidence got completely shot in the second half he couldn't make a fucking basket they were already up so he was like cool with it but you can see in his facial expressions how frustrated he was he kept getting swatted by saint peters big man who's one of the best defensive players in the nation and his in my opinion confidence just shot so low that he's going to go in with
2: the shot confidence
1: okay. against Duke. And if they don't have him going, North Carolina has nothing to offer against Duke. So I think Duke is just going to walk right by them. And obviously I think Kansas is going to do the same thing to Villanova because of injuries. So, Pat, is it bold enough for you?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I was, I thought you were going to say <laughs> that they just both win. I'm like, I was like, that's bold. And then you said by 15. I was like, well, okay. All right. Absolutely.
1: Hey, hey, for my – if I win this, I win it, so it has to be a hard one, you know what I mean? I'm not just going to North Carolina walk into it by being St. Peter's,
0: you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I love it, you know. Andres, if you like it, we love it, right? Absolutely. So what is your take on this game, Andres? I mean, we know you love Coach K, but explain a little bit more. I mean, this is – I just love it. This is this is written in the stars for everybody. It's, everybody on the show, specifically me and Pat, when we started this thing three years ago, um, We're both fans of each team. Pat's fan of
2: North Carolina. I'm of Duke. The fact that this is our third anniversary, they're playing each other for the first time ever. Coach K is coaching his 13th Final Four. He's got a shot to win a sixth national championship, which I think he will. Um, I definitely think he will. Um, I don't know if it's bold enough, but I will say that Duke wins it
1: all. They have to win the next two games. Is that bold enough? No. Two games in a row? No. No, not at all. They're, they're clearly going to win this title. What about that? We'll see. <laughs> All right. Can – what about combined score for the two games, 20 points or more? I need you to point out individual games, bro. I don't know Okay, so okay, let's, go, let's go
2: first game. They win by – against North Carolina. I think they blow them out. I think they win by so so 16 points, 20 points. Oh, you're, 20 points. you're going one point higher than
1: mine. Oh, yeah, I that's one point. Fuck. <laughs> no, you 16, 16
2: and then and then 5 they win by 5 points or more against Kansas or whoever they face in the final oh
1: no then you get that that's 21 points over combined that's what you said they're going to be favored by like 4 points Dude, going into the final I'll game. tell you
0: right now you can stop with the whole championship prediction you can just put Duke wins by 16 on Saturday and that's bold enough for me because that shit is uh, not going to uh, happen all right, I think this is a I think this is a perfect revenge game for Coach K. Getting embarrassed at home, this
2: last home game got destroyed, and now he's on national television, even more so on the biggest platform. I think North Carolinas get just destroyed, Pat. That's just me. Coach K and Paolo is going to just come in there, just become the champions and show the world why he's the greatest of all time. Look, I think give I give all the respect for North Carolina. They showed up. They got further than I ever expected. I think anybody ever expected yeah. to do what they did this this tournament. So it's a successful successful uh, tournament and season for North Carolina. But the buck stops with Coach K and the ass kicking they're going to give them. So I'm just happy to see Coach K. Uh, the numbers are there for him. Congratulations on getting the 13 Final Fours and a chance to be number
0: six national champion. So is it so what is it? Duke wins by plus 16 and then Duke wins yeah. the championship by five or more? 5 or more. Is that bold enough for you, Flores and Chance?
3: Not really, but for the sake of dead air, I say just keep it going. Yeah, same. Same.
0: Okay. I mean, yeah, it it's it's going to die on Saturday. <laughs> so, um that that is Saturday's entertainment. Obviously, the men's final four. Uh, Moving along to Sunday, we're going to talk about both Los Angeles basketball teams. Uh, 1230 p.m., the Nuggets taking on the Lakers here in Los Angeles at the Crypto.com Arena. Um, The Lakers probably are not going to be in playoff contention come Sunday, so it's a must win for them. Um, I really don't know. What's going on? I mean, today they were talking about it um, on the radio, Flores, and they were asking the question, should the Lakers just pack it up and move on to next season? What would you do if you were coaching the Lakers? What speech would you give to your team?
1: First of all, that's that's as stupid of a thing going around than trade Anthony Davis. Uh, Both of those things are just complete elite asinine all you need is for them to get in if they just get in and right now they are actually tied with the spurs for that last spot kind of record wise but the spurs are actually in the spurs are playing memphis coming up memphis is on a roll the pelicans are playing you know the lakers this week and then they're playing the clippers the pelicans can definitely start tumbling unless brandon ingram just goes wild so there's just a lot for the Lakers that they still can do. And one thing that I just want to talk about the Lakers and and how much it pisses me off that people talk about, Oh, trade Anthony Davis. He's just injury problem. This guy's injured all the time. That guy has won, in my opinion, just because of Kawhi Leonard winning one with pop and being handed that as many as Kawhi Leonard has, and has played as many full seasons as Kawhi Leonard has in the last three seasons. So, You know what I mean? Nobody's saying that about Kawhi Leonard on on the Clippers' side, but everybody is completely dragging Anthony Davis like he's not the reason why they won a title before. And if they get in and they play the Suns, Shaq said it, I believe it to my core, this Lakers team will beat the Suns or the Grizzlies if they get into the playoffs. I I just know that for a fact. Like, it is a fact that they will beat that. And then once that happens – Guess who's the number one seed in the league now? Them, because they just beat the top person, top team in the league. So I'm riding very high on the Lakers the rest of the season. I don't know how the fuck they're going to pull it out with LeBron's twisted ankle and all that stuff, but just <laughs> get to the fucking finish line. Get there and get in, and everything will be okay.
0: Yeah, you know, Chaunce, you, you listen to people on the radio, you watch ESPN, and it's very funny. You The athletes... Matt Barnes, um, Richard Jefferson, all the ex-athletes that played in the NBA, they say the same thing Flores says, that they just got to get in. Um, And I know that you're one of the first ones to to basically keep it real with the Lakers fans. Do you think that their last eight games, it's the second toughest schedule, how many of the eight games do you think they have a shot at winning, like a legit shot?
3: I mean, I don't – I mean, here's the thing. I mean, let's let, let's look at it. They play Utah, New Orleans, Denver, Phoenix, Golden State, Oklahoma, and then Denver. I see them maybe winning against Utah – or excuse me, maybe against Utah, maybe against New Orleans, and maybe against OKC. Now, they can win more than, more than that just because those other teams, Golden State, they're already resting players. Phoenix will probably rest some players. Mm-hmm. Denver will probably rest some players. Right. So they could they could easily go five and three, but I just don't see it happening. And I understand why all those players uh, say that. But if you think about all those players you mentioned, Pat, you know, Matt Barnes, Richard Jefferson, Shaq, love all those guys. But they work in the media. They have to say that they're all former players. Right. They want to be able to be cool and ingratiate themselves with LeBron. So they have to say that stuff. Especially Shaq, he's a former Laker. But if you look at it statistically, (laughs) if you look at it statistically, I don't think any seed below a six has ever won an NBA Finals. So like, it's just not going to happen. I'm sorry. Like they they might up if they get in, they might pull upset, yes. But they're not going to the finals, and they're definitely not going to win the NBA Finals because it's just not meant to be this year, man. Anthony Davis is meant to hurt LeBron. I don't care what he's saying he's not hes not being honest about that knee. That knee, is, it's got to be arthritic at this point, right? Because every every time he goes out and drops 30, 40, 50, then he's got to rest another two days, right? So I just don't see how it's going to happen. I'm not saying they can't make a run and get in the playoffs. I just don't see him, like, going to the finals and definitely winning the
1: finals. Two things for Cosby's uh, 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 soliloquy that he just had. A, Anthony Davis coming back, so we have that. And D... No um, no low-seeded team has ever won the title, but I reiterate, the Nets are the second-highest betting favorite to win the NBA title this year, and they are hanging on to the eighth seed in the East, so... But that's because Vegas wants you to give them money so they can. No, nah, Vegas doesn't give a fuck about anything. Vegas knows for a fact that once the playoffs start, those Nets are fucking as dangerous as any team in the NBA, and I feel that same way about this Lakers team. <laughs> all right, all right, we shall see. Yeah, we shall
0: see. I love it. I love, I love my Lakers. I don't, I don't give up until it's technically, mathematically over. It's not over yet. Andres, six thirty p.m. Are you going to this game? It's the Pelicans. <laughs> the pelicans taking on the clippers on dress what are you going to be doing uh
2: i'll be watching it from my home um because zion's not going to be on the court nobody cares about the pelicans uh i'd like to see the clippers win maybe they'll they'll have a nice little winning streak by that point pg hopefully getting his his feet on the ground running already um but yeah i'm I'm going to just be watching from home. I, I may not even watch this game because I don't, I won't care to watch it, but I'll keep a, keep an eye out on my, uh, I'll be checking scores on Sunday. I'll probably, I'll get caught up watching the the national title game for the women's instead of the Clippers game, but that's just
0: me. That's true. And everybody listening just heard a great snapshot of the fandom Behind the Lakers, my lake, my I'm a Lakers fan, and I said I am not going to give up until it's fucking over. Embarrassing myself right now, and you on just are a Clippers fan, and I'm not going to watch the game. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I won't watch the game
2: I, I don't care. One, I'm not a real M- NBA fan, I don't really care for the NBA i love college more but more importantly i'll watch nba when it's playoff time like the clippers are on a. that's what this stadium.
1: is that's this so is nice. playoff it's time it's but so but andre right. andre did have a very good point uconn versus south carolina in that yeah. women's championship that might be just as big as north carolina duke not really but just might be it's because- like my number one rule in sports is if Playoffs and
2: championships take precedence over anything else that's going on. I don't care what it is. It could be fucking the national championship of dart throwing. I'm going to watch because there's more on the line. So any competitive sports that's a playoff world or a finals world, I'm watching it 99.99% of the time.
0: And it's because you can bet. You like to bet on these big games.
2: Who doesn't? Flores is already his
0: mouth is dropping he's it's like watering right now he's like oh i'm already got i got the spreads out he's got his pencil in his ear he's already chalking it up <laughs> well that does conclude the sports entertainment for this weekend um the weekend starts on wednesday with world cup qualifying soccer and it ends on sunday with the women's national title game as well as the lakers and clippers all that is going on sunday we have one more segment, Scumbag of the Night, coming up just after this. You always think a guy's an asshole, so he's your asshole, and you love him. So what is The Scumbag of the Night is the individual responsible for ruining your sports happiness. They could cost you a bet, cost you a victory in fantasy sports, or they can piss you off and make the headlines for all the wrong reasons. I'm gonna start us off with something light on dress. Um, you were in the competition with me the first time we ever filled out a March Madness bracket back in 2010, I want to say, or no, 2006, 2006. Yeah. All right. And who yeah. did I pick to win the national title that that year?
2: Uh, North Carolina. And who
0: do I pick every fucking year to win the national title?
1: North Carolina.
0: And who did I pick this year to win the national UCLA. title? UCLA. Not North Carolina, right? And <laughs> the one fucking time I don't pick North Carolina to win the national title, here we are. Final four, making a run. If, if I legit had Kansas and North Carolina in my final four, like I should have done, there would be no, I mean, I would be clearing away number one winner for this bracket, but now because I didn't want to bet with my heart, I wanted to think strategically about the whole goddamn thing. Here I am shaking in my boots because Chance is coming for that ass and my cousin is coming for that ass and I just can't enjoy myself right now until basically Monday night until the whole damn thing is over. So I am my own scumbag, second guessing my feelings, especially when North Carolina made it to the final four of the ACC tournament. So they clearly can put together some wins. I just couldn't pull the trigger. And I had them losing second round to Baylor like a dumbass. And I am my own scumbag because I am ruining my own sports happiness. And I am scared right now. Andres, over to you. Who is your scumbag? So uh, my scumbag, you know, I'm a little
2: torn. It could be a a couple of people, but I want to give you guys a scenario. Um, Let's just say your country, you're playing on the soccer field and your country has the opportunity to get to the World Cup and you're playing against a, a good rival. So you're an Egypt Egyptian player playing, up against, playing against Senegal. And at the end of the day, you're getting lasers pointed in your eyes during penalty kicks. You're, do, you're getting lasers at the goalies for penalty kicks from the Senegal Senegal fans. So there should have been some, which could potentially blind somebody, okay? There's a lot of health issues in that. But more importantly, I don't mind the distractions. I mind the lasers, because that shit could potentially blind somebody. I don't care. You can have all the noisemakers in the world. But for people to do that, it's asinine. The referees just stepped in. So I'm I'm a little upset at the African Conference uh, referee group of not stepping in and saying, hey, you know what? We're going to shut this down, turn off the lights, whatever, figure it out until everybody's the same playing field. That didn't happen. I'm also upset at the fans. I get it. We're all fans. We always want to come up with some kind of advantage or give a disadvantage to the opposing team. But the fact that they did this, causing – and it affected Mo Salah, who's a fantastic international player. He had all the lasers. You have to see the pictures. Why is he taking a penalty kick? He ends up missing the penalty kick ends up costing uh, the Egypt national team not going to the World Cup and Senegal going. So it's the fans and it's also the African uh, Conference referees for not stepping in. Those are my two scumbags. I get it, but it should never be at the cost of hurting the
1: actual physical hurting of a player. That's my my scumbag. So you're saying their tactics worked and all that happened was – a little laser in the eye, which is not oh, no. going to physically it's hurt it's anybody. You work. are completely overblowing that out of proportion that a laser a is going like to hurt somebody. I sent you the photos. It's not just a little laser. I'm going to send
2: it to you again so you can see what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> it's like five, six of them all over. But regardless,
1: like it fun. worked. How are these fans going come back when it worked? Their team made it. That's all they give a fuck about. Yeah, I don't. I just don't agree with it.
2: I think they should by next year should pick a, a neutral site or something and let Egypt Egypt fans fucking start doing some lasering uh, against whomever they play next next round. I'm just saying, give give laser pointers to everybody. I don't care.
0: He's upset because he's picturing when he was a standout goalie in high school. <laughs> He's picturing himself in there getting hurt by the lasers. I thought your scumbag, when you said it was soccer-related, I thought it was going to be the Nigerian fans throwing objects into the players' tunnel after their team lost. Um, that was. I, crazy. Don't,
2: I don't mind that. I don't mind that at all. You know why? Because they weren't throwing it at the opposing team. They are throwing it at their team. So I appreciate that, and I think you should give them every shit in the world for not qualifying, especially if it's your own team. I'm okay with that. But, you know, the other one, not so much.
0: But your but your but your main priority is safety.
2: Yeah, well, I don't. When your team doesn't make it to the fucking World Cup, it's all different story.
0: <laughs> well, thank you. Um, please send us the photos so we can see what lasers you're talking about. If they're the ones that, um, Doctor Evil uses. <laughs> oh,
1: fucking talking like the military grade fucking lasers or some shit.
0: Maybe they're the ones that Dr. Evil put on his sharks in uh, in Austin, <laughs> Powers. Austin Powers. All right, so um, Flores, let's uh, shoot it over to you for your scumbag. This is a highly anticipated one.
1: Yeah, man. So let me tell you this. The reason why, in my opinion, I look at Eminem as a rapper on another level is because of all of his accolades that he has making music, but also because of the movie 8 Mile. Because he went in there and he put his life story on a movie that ended up winning, you know, an Academy Award for the song in it, and he got an Academy Award for it. And that movie aspect was something that was about to be sprinkled on the celebrity that is Serena and Venus Williams, specifically Serena Williams, because Charles earlier was talking about the only reason the U.S. doesn't dominate in soccer is because we don't give a fuck. Man, tennis, these women, the American women, just have always absolutely dominated, and for Venus and Serena Williams to come up because of their father, Richard Williams, and Serena specifically now become the greatest female athlete in American history, argue the world history, It was supposed to be a grand moment at the Academy Awards for her life story, her father's life story, to win an Academy Award and just put that little sprinkle on top of the great career that Serena had. And I'm I'm focusing on Serena because she's the greatest of all time, not to take anything away from Venus. But now all of that is marred because Will Smith smacked the shit out of Chris Rock. I tried to find a way to tie this into sports, and then it just hit me in the face like, dude, (laughs) he not only disrespected Chris Rock, but he totally disrespected Richard Williams. They allowed him to be the person to tell this story. They allowed him to be the one to bring it to the masses. And then he kind of disrespects their moment as well, by doing what he did. So, Chance, I don't know what your thoughts are on this whole thing, but in my opinion, the only angle I'm taking here is that Will Smith is a complete douchebag for what he did to the Williams family, because I'm sure they were just like, what the fuck is going on? This was supposed to be our moment just as much as his.
3: Yeah, I was I was kind of shocked. Um, I still think the whole thing, um, I know like Chris Rock's brother, Tony Rock, has been answering some questions on, on Twitter because Um, You know Chris hasn't said anything Um, and Tony's been saying like somebody mentioned that they felt like this whole thing was staged which I honestly think it was because there's and again you know there's always going to be conspiracy theorists that are tied to everything nowadays but there's a frame where right after he smacked that like both Chris Rock and Will Smith are kind of smiling like literally right after Chris Rock got smacked. And if you look at the smack, it's only with the fingers. It's not a full-on like palm goes across the chest. Regardless, of, if you know, regardless of all that, I, I was disappointed. Just because I just, to your point, Flores, it takes away from the moment. It takes away from King Richard. It takes away from Will Smith and him winning the Oscar. It took away from the moment of Quest Love. You were talking about hip-hop, you know, Quest Love from the Roots, you know, who was a co-founder of The Roots. Um, you know, him winning best documentary, you know, which Chris Rock, that was the award that Chris Rock was was presenting. Um, You know, I just think, you know, there's other ways. I respect Will for wanting to protect his woman. Um, I just think there are other ways you can do that, right? You can get up on stage after you want to Oscar and be like, hey, Chris, we're going to have a conversation after the show because uh, if I, you know, if this was West Philly Phil, I would have, you know, or West Philly Will, I would have smacked the shit at you. But, you know, I'm in Hollywood now. I'm more refined. You know I'm going to be a gentleman, but we're going to talk at state. You could, you could, you could protect. You could protect your wife in another way. And let's just say this for the record too. I know this is going to be a hot take, but like it ain't like Jada has shown Will all the like the respect in the world either. Like <laughs> she talked about an entanglement with August Alcina that like everyone didn't know. Now I understand Will came to her defense and say and said that you know they were separated at the time, so he was okay with it. But it's just like she, you know, she hasn't been treating him, you know, with the same respect that you would think that, you know, he's showing up for her with. So I I don't know, man. I was definitely disappointed. I'm disappointed, too, because we're still talking about it. Like, we should be talking about the movie, his win. But, you know, I mean, the Oscar ratings have been tanking. Unlike sports ratings, um, even the NBA ratings are up. College basketball ratings are up with March Madness. Obviously, the NFL ratings are up. I'm assuming baseball is going to be up. But unlike sports, the Oscar ratings are down. And, you know, I guess they Chance, needed a gold in the arm. Chance, I definitely agree with you. I think I personally believe it was
2: staged because it looked just, it looked fake. And by the way, I, if someone hit, first and foremost, he fucking bitch slapped them. i If someone was talking about my wife like that, that guy's not going to get a bit. He's going to get a fucking a right cross, not a fucking bitch slap. Uh, and I don't understand how Chris Rock just sat there and just took it because I would have jumped on him what? on his back. fucking tackling down the stairs Guess someone did that shit on national television but that's a whole different story just i was really disappointed took away from all the sports happiness like you guys said and the and the uh king richard title uh it was just a disgrace so ruined a lot of happiness flores i i'm glad you brought it up but we've been talking about this shit way too much that's all i ever go Everywhere I go, Dude, what do you think about that Chris Rock shit? That shit was staged. And I don't want to talk about it. This is this is purposely why it's happened so we can still talk about it. So we can fucking blow away everything else that's going on in the world. uh We're still getting get rat fucked with all the gas at seven dollars now. It's just <laughs> it's insane, all right? It's just insane. So it's just a distraction. I'm over it, but fuck you, uh, Mr. Smith, and that bullshit that you caused.
0: Yeah, and it sucks too because, like Flora said, like this is literally you know the only time that they're gonna showcase the Williams life, and it's gonna be forever remembered as that. And um, I personally was, I was disappointed, and I I I don't think it was staged.
1: Hey, hey, and quick shout out to Pat for being the person that alerted me to this happening, <laughs> and for the rest of the night. All I could do was look at shit like that. So shout out to Pat for being on top of it. I heard it here first
0: from Pat. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't think it was staged, dude. I don't think it was staged at all because
1: there no, zero, zero chance it was staged.
0: Because he had Chris Rock has said things about Jada in the past, saying that like she wasn't invited. Like, you know, Jada didn't show up to the 2016 Oscars and Chris Rock said, Well, she wasn't even invited, so what does it matter? I just think that they're, you know, I don't think it was staged, but at the same time it does suck for, I mean, the Williams family, they're probably pissed, but what are they going to do about it? They can't do anything about it. So fuck it. Like, but yeah, Will Smith's a scumbag. Um, Andres' laser pointer fans are scumbags. <laughs> I'm, my, I'm my own scumbag this week. So, um, our listeners, our faithful, loyal listeners, you will never be our scumbags. You have been with us for the last three years. Um, looking forward to many more episodes. This was the 143rd episode. Our next milestone is 150 episodes. But for now, enjoy the sports entertainment coming up this weekend. Um, We're going to see you next week. And if you're going to place any bets this weekend, good luck.